welcome to Note Up. Uh, I'm Deshaw, and today I'm joined by a whole ton of people. Uh, this is Note Up 47, and we're going to be talking about NodeConf 2013, the experience. Uh, in the first block, we're going to have Forrest Norval. Hello. Aaron Hammer. Hey there. And Raquel Velez, Rockbet. Hi. Uh, then none of these guys are on. Uh, and after that, uh, Rod Vag, Glenn Block, and Ken Perkins will uh, join to um, share some of the attendee experience. And then finally, we're going to close things out with the man himself, Michael Rogers, will join us uh, for some closing thoughts and uh, share what's going on. So uh, let's... Uh, Let's kind of go around the horn and uh, say who you are and, and what do you do. Forrest? I'm Forrest Norval. I have been hacking on Node since 2010, but for the last year and a half, I've been working on adding support for New Relic, an application performance management solution to Node and vice versa. It's been super exciting and hard and wonderful and terrible all at the same time. And as part of doing that, I've had to get really comfortable with the the guts of Node. And uh, as a result, I've kind of developed a love for some of its like weirder core features, which is why I ended up at uh, NoConf. Or presenting, I should say. Cool. Aaron? Hey, uh, Aaron Hammer. Um, work at uh, Walmart, um, leading the uh, Node open source um, tools development that we're doing. Um, I'm uh, mostly known for uh, some protocol I wrote and then hated on the web. <laughs> um, I, refuse, with an o. I refuse to say its name. Uh, <laughs> a really good job not mentioning it ever. Um, yeah, and uh, I was uh, leading uh, one of the sessions. It was uh, pretty cool. Awesome. Raquel? Yeah, hi. I'm uh, Raquel, a.k.a. Rockbot. I am a front-end slash noter at Storefy, and uh, I've been a practicing roboticist for 10 years, so I and some pretty awesome people have uh, started doing kind of node bots where we use node to build robots and uh it's awesome that's all awesome uh so along with the roboticists are there also robotologists um we don't really use the term robotologist no we just stick mm. with a roboticist or robot robotics engineer but okay. i think roboticist sounds cool but i mean we should totally start robotologist i mean that's like what the study of robots right right Maybe we need so. we need more cybergenics to uh, uh, yeah. the, the robotologists yeah. thrive. Poor cool. robotologists. Never thought about that. That's so uh, NodeConf 2013 was a fundamentally different experience. Um, in the past, we've had NodeConf and conferences be a presenter-focused uh, experience. We had that in um, uh, 2011 and 2012. And both of those years, we, we've had a uh, NodeConf summer camp, which is essentially an unconference where uh, a lot of the, the planning for the evolution of Node happened uh, at, the, uh, at the summer camp. And, um, and that's not what, what this... Um, 
what this NodeConf was. Aaron, can you can you break down like what this how how this was this NodeConf was uh, structured? Yeah, so everybody showed up um, at registration and they got a map of the uh, campsite and it has uh, very cryptic numbers on it. Oh, there's the fucking telephone. Right. Use, useful. <laughs> yes. Um, and um, once, uh, uh, and then also everybody got a card that had uh, session numbers um, with um, um, that will that match the map. And so, uh, but everybody got their own individualized card. Um, and the idea was that we had eight sessions over a day and a half. And people would just show up to the number on the map um, at the time that they were assigned. So there were about 30, 40 people in each session at any given time. And But it was a different group of people. So the goal was not so that you, you, know, you and your friends, um, like other conferences, you, know, you move from one uh, um, session to another. Here the idea was to basically mix people up. And the focus was really about, the, the whole goal was kind of like to build a community more than to... Uh, do anything else and and educate people on a lot of different areas that they might have missed um, or were not aware of. And so once people showed up to the sessions, the goal was to create a very hands-on experience uh, overall so that instead of having lectures, um, we, we try to get everybody to play and do something. And even if they accomplish very, very little, like, you know, turning a, a light off or some, something like that, um, Still get them to do, do it hands on, not just watch a, a speaker. Um, and um, yeah, so we got about 45, 50 minutes of each session. Um, and then uh, the speakers had to basically repeat the same session eight times, which was uh, quite an interesting experience. Kind of like, a, um, ex- like you know, your own little Groundhog Day experience. <laughs> And a lot, fundamentally, a lot more work for uh, the teachers than uh, a, a typical conference experience. Like you put a lot of work into creating a presentation, but at a typical conference, you're uh, you know you'll go up and present for you know twenty to, to fifty minutes, and, and then you're you're kind of free. Uh, you're, you're you're free to enjoy the the rest of the conference. I mean. I- I think it was more work all around, but it was mm. definitely worth it. Um, on the session creation, so um, we all used uh, a GitHub um, repo to coordinate. So we had an issue per session, mm. and uh, that's where we post ideas. And basically, Michael put together the the teams for each session, um, and so we kind of negotiate back and forth using comments, uh, what the content is going to be, um, you know what the goals are going to be, and then uh, we start uploading um, slides and code examples, and um, and kind of like a breakdown of the hour of how we're going to run the session. And other people, you know, could chime in, and um, with a little little healthy competition going between the different session uh, speakers to see who will get their session ready first. Nice. Uh, um, but yeah, so so it probably took like a like way over a month of like just discussing the format and creating the session, and then of course the day itself. So it's it was quite a lot of work involved in this, um, but uh, the the result I think was uh, was really uh, um, fantastic. Even if you know some sessions were not the best, um, or some performances were not the best during the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, 
yeah. having those right after lunch was brutal. I just like sure. words. <laughs> I went on a hike during lunch break, and that was a big mistake. Oh no! Yeah, I think I think the hardest thing uh, for us, at least in the in the hardware session, was uh, so w- when you add up all the time, right? So like you have an hour hypothetically per session, but then you want to be nice and let uh, and be respectful to the next presenter after you, like for all the people who are going to the next uh, session. So you want to end like ten minutes before the end. So now that you're down to fifty minutes. And then, like, you realize you have to spend about, like, 10 minutes at the beginning to kind of at least explain a little bit about what's going on. So now you've gone from 50 minutes to 40 minutes. And then, uh, but then, like, for us, especially in the hardware session, we want people to clean up after themselves so that the next group uh, has, like, a nice fresh kit to start from. So we gave them five minutes for that. So basically, we had 35 minutes for people to actually hack on stuff, which is it's kind of difficult if you think about, uh, at least in hardware, like, all right, this is your Arduino and this is how to hook things up and all of that stuff. Um, it was really tight, 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 tight. And uh, so we had to pare down our entire thought process of how we were going to run the session as much as we possibly could. Because the last time we did a NodeBot session, um, uh, so for the NodeBot session or the hardware session this time around, we had Rick Waldron and uh, Elijah and Zwa, um and me. And so like the three of us, like the last time we went to a NodeBot session, it was like a six hours event <laughs> uh, at JSConf, which was amazing because people built like all these really amazing contraptions. But then we were like, okay, we have 35 minutes <laughs> <laughs> to do all of this. And how are we going to do that? And, and actually I ended up like, I think it was the day that we arrived. I was like, okay, we have like Rick has his like little his like usual spiel that he does every single node bots or hardware hacking event, which is like a good 15, 20 minutes long. We didn't have that much time. So I just like pared all down and was like, okay, we have like four slides. Here it is. <laughs> this is all we've got. Just go with it. And I was just uh, amazingly impressed by uh, how many people were able to get through the entire exercise and then start like going off on their own. And like you could just kind of like forgive the pun. But the lights went off, right? Like <laughs> people were just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Um, and so, uh, even if we had to redefine in success a couple of times, like everyone was successful. It was it was awesome. Totally worth it. Yeah, and it was kind of the nature of the beast that every session was pretty different. Um, like we noticed this. Dominic and I. I was assisted by Dominic Denicola, and that's actually something I want to call out. You know, I, I think this would have been much harder without there being multiple presenters per session. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in the case of my session, which was based around domains, uh, it was really helpful to have somebody else there who would just stop me periodically when I disappeared deep into the heart of Nerdland, and then just take what I had said and restate it in a slightly different way, and that really helped kind of get the information in there. Uh, Dominic's a, a great co-presenter. I just want to call out Dominic Denicola, awesome wingman. Um, but like we would notice that people would get stuck on these things per session. It was really strange. Like some session, everybody would have some trouble with the express middleware and the next session, nobody would have any trouble. And then the next session, everybody would have huge amounts of trouble with typos, which nobody else did. And so they'd be getting this weird situation where there'd be a different kind of error. And it was, what was interesting about that was that each session was kind of different and personalized, but I think that everybody ended up getting a lot of value out of it. We only made it through all the slides once. 
clients. And I think that was the last session on the first day where we're just like, okay, guys, we're just going to keep going until we're done. And, you know, then we'll all get to dinner and maybe the line will die down. And I think we went over by, I don't know, a good 30, 40 minutes. Uh, I really want to echo what Raquel said. I think a, a lesson to be learned from this whole experience is that getting anything meaningful done in an hour is super tight for for technical material but then when you have to deal with you know people wanting to go grab a beer or or hit the head or you know like have a little bit of social time between sessions that really puts the squeeze on things like by the second day we are definitely waiting even longer at the beginning of sessions to give give everybody a chance to set up because on the first day like I'm still not sure Adam Baldwin and Adam Brawler are, are at all certain what domains are because they came in about five minutes after we started and then we were just like, you know, already like way, way off in the distance, like talking about something completely different. And I, I felt kind of bad about that. Uh, I felt really good that that Michael just sort of unilaterally decided to add that that catch up session after the end. And and for people who weren't part of the organization, like we didn't really have a whole lot of say in how all this stuff was organized. Michael just sort of decided on the fly, and I'm like, oh, well, that sounds cool. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it, was, it was very just kind of off the hip, and I think that was actually a, a big strength, especially given how different this format was from previous note-ups. So I, I, I kind of expected those, um, those follow-up sessions to be light and... Uh, uh, I know some of the, the presenters were getting tired and uh, yearning for uh, uh, some pond. Like m- most, the, for for those that didn't go, it was also like in the middle of a heat wave, uh, so it was super hot and super nice. Right, I, I love that weather. Yeah, coming from San Francisco, right? Like we don't get that at all. <laughs> nice and warm. Um, but uh, it seemed like everybody, you know, stayed for the, the entirety of everything they did and, um, in, in those follow-up sessions. The two follow-up sessions seemed like they, they went almost full-time. Yeah, we actually had a bunch of extra material for the domain session that we weren't able to get to for the regular session. And I figured nobody was going to show up because, uh, you know, there's helicopters and there's hardware to hack on. But we actually had a good 10 or so people show up and they were interested in the material and we got some pretty technical questions. And, you know, I still have people hitting me up for stuff based on no comp on IRC. So, like, I'm really glad we had that opportunity both for the, uh, both for the follow-up session where we were allowed to actually get into like how domains actually work from the bottom up and also so that uh, actually the more unstructured time afterwards was awesome because I got, actually finally got a chance to talk to some of the other camp counselors and people were still able to come up to me and ask me questions. So that was a good call as well. Excellent. Do, uh, do you think there was any need for more time or like a, a JSConf style down day in the middle or something like that? Um, my only request, uh, actually, and, and I put this in the kind of uh, debrief postmortem thing, mm-hmm. um, was I would have liked to have a day before the conference for all of the speaker, for all the presenters to do their sessions in front of all the other presenters. So you'd have like one like eight hour long day, um, but you wouldn't have to do all of the sessions yourself, right? Um, but the beauty of that would would have been that a we could have all seen each other's sessions because right. right. I really wanted to learn about domains and mm-hmm. I didn't get to, right. and I'm annoyed about that, but that's okay. Um, and 
And then also, um, I think pretty unilaterally, every single session, the first one of the day on, I guess it was Friday, um, were, they were all bad. Like they weren't as good as the rest of the sessions throughout the rest of the conference. Domains um, were awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. Dominic <laughs> so and I were totally on the ball and we weren't actually re- reworking our slides during the presentation. <laughs> I want to call you a liar, sir. I don't believe you. But yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, if, if that was your, your experience, that's awesome. But uh, for us, like, we were just like, uh, so yeah. And like, we had like too many slides. We had to get rid of some stuff. Uh, we realized that some things that we were saying was totally confusing, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it would have been really nice to hash that out beforehand so that every single uh, camper, we'll call them, could have had the same experience throughout. Though at the same time, having the two sessions, lunch, and then four sessions uh, was kind of a killer, at least for me. Because uh, Rick and I did some dancing at the beginning of every single one of our sessions. And by the end, it was just like, like I don't know, it, it was just... I was putting 500% of whatever little bit of energy I had to just give everybody the show that they deserve. Um, yeah, but I, I would have really, really liked to have seen everybody else's stuff and I would have liked a chance to kind of practice it in full uh, before we started. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good idea. And I, I, Michael did have a practice session that a bunch of us showed up to, but it just basically turned to us sitting around shooting the shit and eating Indian food. And I still feel kind of bad because I think I ate all Substack's food. Um, <laughs> and, and there wasn't really a whole lot of rehearsing done. I think forcing everybody – like I'm, I'm going to be speaking at a presentation for my own company next week. And by the time I actually get up and deliver that talk – I'll have rehearsed it like seven or eight times. And I think like forcing everybody to do that would have been really beneficial and it would have shaken out a lot of the cobwebs. I think one of the, one of the um, sessions I had was uh, if we just had like an hour break after the, the first session, mm-hmm. so to do one then take an hour break, we could have, uh, you know, tweaked stuff immediately after based on that experience. And so that, that, that's a, that could have been a cheaper alternative to a, a whole day of rehearsal because that, that was just hard to, uh, logistically to pull off um but um, i mean our first session was just like some of it was just awkward where basically we had some hands-on stuff planning and people just stared at us <laughs> <laughs> um and we're kind of like okay nobody wants to do this um and so as the day progressed we we moved more stuff off the hands-on to kind of a more of a lecture style just because we had you know all the stuff we wanted to people to, to learn and and i actually I thought, like, after like a session or two, I thought maybe we can just drop whole big chunks of the presentation. Um, but while you know, while while Mike, uh, my co-conspirator, um, was walking around, I um, I looked behind people. So while he was talking, I went behind people and looked what they're doing because uh, he was uh, covering Express, and I asked, just assume that everybody you know, everybody knows it. We can just you know, we can skip a lot of the Express basic stuff and just jump to the meaty you know, cool stuff about it. Um, but people were taking notes, but half the people in the audience were actually taking notes down about Express. So, yeah. if, you know, even if the session wasn't like, you know, I, I'm not going to put it down as one of the great talks I gave in my career. And like, um, you know, as an individual experience, it might not, be, might not have been ideal. But then talking to other people, and I'm sure the, the you know, the second half of the show, the participant will talk. Really, people didn't really view it as as one as an individual session at the time, they really viewed it as one 
um, complete experience where they got to taste a lot of different things and some of those things were not uh, the most interesting or, or, or the most um, interactive, but overall, um, the format worked really, really well. So, you know, for us as, as presenters, it was sometimes very frustrating and exhausting, but um, it actually worked really well for the, for the people who showed up. Yeah. yeah, it was really gratifying to be walking around and seeing just about everybody uh, engaging with the material. And like, I felt more like an exam proctor or a hall monitor than an instructor a lot of time because like, I was really pushing people to say whether they were they were still hanging in there with the material or not. And also, I only saw we only had like two people just up and bail on our session, which kind of made me wonder why they showed up in the first place. But uh, <laughs> maybe they just didn't know how boring it was really going to be before they got there. Uh, I only caught a couple people like you know checking email. I mean, even even Matt Ranny, who you know is is addicted to his his charts was actually trying out the material which i thought was really cool you know even people that are like were still trying to stay in the loop for stuff that was happening back at the, whatever their mothership happened to be were, were working on it and i took that as a a, a sign that, that people were actually engaged and i think that was really a consequence of the format i think people did treat it as an experience and an opportunity to learn something um and I, I agree also with Aaron that it would have been awesome to have some time to fine tune that because I kind of assumed that my slides were going to be pretty modular and that we were just going to kind of dip in and out of them. And by the end, we were pretty much following the deck really closely because we we tweaked and redone the material so many times that we could just sort of bang through it. But like having that time to kind of figure that out, like when I first started out, my second example is what ended up being my final one and i had no idea it was going to blow so many people's minds and if i would had an idea in advance and i probably would have made sure that it was something that we just touched on at the end so people didn't like feel too frustrated while they were actually in the session is definitely more reach material and having an early opportunity to kind of rejigger that would have been awesome yeah i want to piggyback on the uh the notion of of being like a hall monitor um that was that was a very cool thing uh also, we very much emphasized in all of our sessions that there are no dumb questions. Uh, the only dumb question is the ones that, is the one that you don't ask, um, and and that I think really gave people the level of confidence they needed to to just ask even what sounded like the most ridiculous question, like which which side of the LED goes in the ground and which one goes into pin thirteen. Um, I mean, I must have answered that question probably about a thousand times, but it was totally worth it and. Um, and I think people really got a lot out of it because of that. Uh, and, and but you still have to, even though we had that that sort of like level of of openness, uh, you still had to walk around and and just kind of check on people and be like, how are things going? You know, what's up? Um, but I will say this: at the beginning, I had no idea like if I would be able to like debug people's hardware and everything like that. But by the end. Oh my goodness! I could see, I could look at like the first three characters of their error message and knew exactly what was wrong, <laughs> whether it was software or hardware or what. And and at least for me, I, I'm a very selfish person. I like to know that I'm learning too. Um, I I really felt like I got a lot out of of being you know being there and and you know working with people. So that was awesome. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, as a as a speaker, and you know, having done uh, a bunch of trainings with the node firms, um, I really find training in the, the workshop format to be, um, you know, one of the best learning experiences, and one of the best, uh, one of the most gratifying experiences that that you know between all those things. So this really captured that in a conference format. 
Okay, so uh, uh, about to wrap up. Anyone have any closing thoughts? Uh, thoughts for next year, I guess. Uh, we should probably wrap on. Mm-hmm. All I was going to say is the food was awesome. Somebody just mentioned that in the IRC channel. I, I'm nice. like, you know, for a campground and for like feeding that many people and for like how, so many people with special dietary needs, it was really awesome. I mean, that's always true of Walker Creek Ranch, but I just wanted to call it out because it was really good this year. Right yeah, I think I think the only changes I would have were would be like little logistical ones, like you know instead of two four two, do like two 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 or um, three three and two or something like that. Um, in terms of like the session pattern throughout the conference, and then having uh, having that that day beforehand, just because I want to see everybody else's sessions. So no no one no one is uh, lobbying uh, like myself for a down day in the middle. I guess it's just going to be too much. I think so. I think yeah. so. I mean, I certainly, I was, I was, I will admit, a little jealous that um, because, like Forrest said, uh, we had no idea what the schedule was either. Right. Um, when Michael announced, okay, and all the all the uh, presenters will stay in their sessions for the rest of this day, and then we find out that like the the pond was not going to be open the day after that. I was like, but I wanted to go swimming. <laughs> right. and I didn't get a chance to go scrimming. Yeah, so. it's a good thing I find all this nerd stuff super fun because otherwise it would have been a no fun weekend. I mean, I was either yammering at nerds about nerd stuff or teaching nerds about nerd stuff. Either way, I didn't get to go swimming. Or I, I still haven't played with a node copter. Like after all this time, yeah, like it would have it would have been super fun to get to, to to mingle more. But that said, I really don't that. It's not really a complaint because I was having a really, really good time. I mean, this is awesome. kind of the high point of my year so far. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I think the key the key thing also to take away is that we're probably not gonna do this again next year. Sure. That, Knowing Michael especially. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this is what uh, as Michael like to say, this is what the community needed this year. And, and it worked really well. Um and I think it, you know, a lot of people came back came out of it saying this wasn't the best conference they've ever been to. Um, cause at the end of the day, it really, uh, I mean, one, one point I, I want to make is that at the end of JSCon, um, a month and a half ago, um, Chris did this, you know, Q and A at the end. And a lot of people asked like, how do we sustain this? How do we, how do we make this, you know, this community keep going? And I don't think anybody had that question at the end of NodeCon. I mm-hmm. think at the end of NodeCon, people were just like, well, we are the community and awesome. Like, you know, see you online. And there wasn't any sense of end or or like a stop to it it was just you know this is the part where we you know like a family like you know we had to get together but now we're going to stay on you know stay connected online and continue the work that we've started um in person so it's it really um it created a very unique um experience excellent well i'm gonna that's that's uh, a beautiful way to close uh all right guys uh I am going to say goodbye to all of you, and we're going to switch and invite on uh, our attendees. And thanks so much for coming on. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so today's podcast is sponsored by Andyet. Uh, Andyet is uh, a great company and uh, a 
big supporter of the show and a good friend of uh, the Node community. And yet builds uh, Node APIs and JavaScript SDKs for clients like AT&T. And they also have their own product called Anbang. Uh, Anbang is a real-time chat and task tool for teams that you can use uh, over the web uh, through IRC or you can uh, roll your own using their extensive API. Uh, sign up for Anbang for free uh, while it's in private beta. Uh, del- developer docs can be found on Anbang.com. Uh, the Anbang API is built off um, a spec that generates the SDK and the interactive API docs. And uh, that API has both a, a REST API and an API built specifically for interacting with it uh, over Sacadeo. So, uh, uh, and yet has also uh, positioned themselves as a leader in the growing WebRTC community. Uh, they have a, a product called uh, Conversate.io and a brand new one called uh, Talkie.io. And it's, those are, are, are built on their open source library called Simple WebRTC. Um, they are uh, big supporters of the community and uh, organizers of one of my favorite conferences, uh, of the entire year called Real Time Conf. Uh, Real Time Conf is a multi-platform uh, conference that where people uh, focused on building uh, real-time technologies get together and share ideas. So I spend a fair amount of my time uh, hanging out and talking with Node people, uh, and I really love going to, to Real Time Conf because it. Um, it really helps me get a, a, a better sense of perspective and, and really uh, has been the source of, of many great ideas from uh, other communities. Uh, finally, you know, and that does, does so many awesome things. Uh, and yet Security Wing is uh, um, Lyft Security and uh, they provide uh, security assessment analysis. Uh, they provided uh, those services to uh, you know top tier companies like GitHub, uh, Thirty Seven Signals, and uh, Lyft Security is the organizer of the Node Security project that has really been uh, pushing security in the Node community and uh, you know not just uh, as it relates to Node Core but as it relates to npm and the entire module system and uh, helping uh, ex- uh, you know encourage best practices in modules and uh, provide a lot of help and awareness around security uh, throughout the Node project. So uh, big ups to to Anyet and and thanks for all the support. All right. So uh, we have transitioned from our uh, presenters block into our attendees block. Uh, I have on the line now uh, Rod Vag. G'day. Uh, Glenn Block. Hi. And Ken Perkins. Hey there. So why don't we go around and uh, have everyone uh, tell us uh, a little bit about yourselves. Uh, Rod? Okay, so 
Uh, I'm doing. I'm a Node programmer at the moment, and I uh, I'm probably best known for the whole level DB stuff in Node. I'm trying to corral all these crazy hackers doing databasey stuff in Node, and um, it's super exciting. Um, so that's that's me, and I'm from Australia as well. So I actually flew over to the conference f- for from Australia. Awesome, Glenn. Hello, uh, I um, I work at Microsoft on the Windows Azure team, but I've been doing a lot of Node stuff for the last two years and um, drove a lot of our Node story for the cloud. Um, so I think Node is really awesome. It's been a really cool experience moving from an IDE to an editor. Um, and I love the Node community. Uh, it's been great. And I, I flew from the far away place of Seattle. Through the rain. Yes. <laughs> and I brought rain with me. So oh, nice. Kinda... Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so you also organize a, a, a conference in China, right? I do. Uh, last year we had our first, uh, it was called whojs.org. And it brought together speakers uh, internationally as well as locally in China. This was in Shanghai. Uh, we had about 250 people come out. Uh, a lot of big names from the U.S. like Charlie Robbins, uh, Tim Caswell, Sarah Chips was there, uh, Substack. Actually, they loved Substack. But, uh, yeah, it was really great. And we're now planning another event called JingJS, uh, which will be in Beijing. Nice. Ken? Uh, hi, I'm Ken, uh, Ken Perkins on Twitter. Um, I started working on Node in spring of 2011 uh, at Clipboard, a uh, startup who has now been acquired by Salesforce and unfortunately, uh, as of yesterday, was shut down officially, which was a real bummer. Um, but shortly before that, I actually decided to join Rackspace uh, as a Node.js developer advocate. So I'm doing all of their uh, uh, Node.js SDKs in uh, Node Jitsu's package cloud. Uh, so that's what I've been working on with Node. Oh, killer. Nice. Happy to hear that uh, you know, Package Cloud is uh, um, being actively supported uh, with other companies too. That's cool. That's great. Actually, um, I, I spoke with uh, Charlie at NodeConf and he mentioned that some of the Amazon folks are looking at contributing it to officially as well. So we're, we're kind of hoping to get a lot of the providers behind it. Oh, that's yep. fantastic. We got Azure in there as well. Excellent. All right. So... Uh, the attendees' perspective. We we uh, you know talk with with some of the presenters. Um, Rod, do you want to uh, sort of introduce us to to what uh, the NodeConf experience looked like to uh, attendees as you were arri- arriving and sort of getting a, a picture of what what the uh, what the event was all about? Okay, so. I mean, we come in not having that much of an idea about what's going on because, you know, it's the typical secret stuff. Michael um, experience. Although, yeah, the typical Michael experience. Um, although I, I had heard it was there, there was a workshop format. I think Michael had said that on the, the NodeConf website. So we turned up um, at the joint offices in, um, in San Francisco and we were put into, like, the waiting room with a bunch of other nerds. And then we hop on the buses, you know, the scheduled buses that head out. Um, and so it was, it was actually cool to meet some people there in the, you know, the pre-NodeConf area where we were all put together. Um, and so we put on buses, head out to, to, the, to Walker Creek Ranch. And um, when we get there, the, 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 um, the sign-in thing is just basically put your name, on, um, name down. And then Erin um, hands you this little bit of paper with um, 
numbers on it. And they say, this is your schedule. You should make sure you keep a hold of this. Take a photo of it or something because it's very important. And then and then you you put in where you're going to stay. And so it turns out that the this schedule is unique for every attendee um, and it's all designed so that you can um, – you know, mix with other people that you you wouldn't otherwise mix with, and so that you're really just, you know, part of the the, the wider crowd rather than a part of a small clique, which was um which was great. So, you know, it was it was an experience, certainly a, a Michael experience, um and, um, you know, it was it was it was a great experience. Cool. So, can you guys describe uh, you know day one as uh, as things were clicking up, uh, sort of kicking off? Glenn, you want to lead that off? Yeah, so um, I just wanted to pre for a second. Um, mm-hmm. For me, the prior to even getting to Walker Ranch, a bunch of us all gathered at Joint, and I thought that was really cool, just because of the place that you know Joint has had in in, in bringing Node really to the forefront. Um, so, and you know, got to meet Substack and a lot of other people hanging out in Joint, and then we went and did this migration, uh, kind of like a camping trip, which was actually a lot of fun. Um, when we showed up on day one, I think. I, um, let's see. I think we were all kind of adjusting to what this process was going to be, and it was. It became apparent as soon as you attended the first session. Like, okay, this is what the format's going to be. It's going to be these hands-on workshop type things. Um, I found that people got into it very, very quickly, which I thought was really cool. People were very adaptable, uh, although it was kind of a different style than they were used to. So day one, uh, you're you're thrown into your your sessions. Uh, what were what were your first sessions? My my first one was Dominic Tarr's uh, session um, with Reynos on uh, di- kind of uh, distributed network servers. I'm trying I to had, remember. Um, I th- sorry, what do I have? I had the uh, web services one with uh, Happy, which I thought was was really interesting to get exposure to Happy. I hadn't touched it before. Nice. I went straight into the node, node copters thing with Nexi. Um, and that was cool, uh, partly because I hadn't actually met Nexi before and it was, it was a good opportunity to, to meet her. Um, so that was straight into the deep end with the copters, which I hadn't actually touched before. So, that, And that was in a barn too. The, the copters were in this little barn so that you know if you make your copter take off too fast then they just hit the roof and came back down again so it was, a, it was a, like I, I was surprised at how intimate it was for these you know eight copters or whatever they were flying around um but i think it was probably good for a beginner session because it was pretty protected <laughs> yeah so that was that was cool i i found it interesting how the sessions kept improving throughout the day like it seemed you know the first session i think was all very much kind of uh the instructors were feeling out as well like what's going to work and i found that you know like by later in the day it was much more down to a science which which kind of makes sense um so yeah yeah i heard from um from dominic and reynos that um i think their first session it went too long because they were getting everyone to type everything out and then their second session went, went way too short because they gave everything up front. So they were sort of adapting over the day to, you know, the optimal length. I think by the time I got to that one, the distributed um, distributed chat one, uh, it was starting to work itself out and it was pretty good. 
I think I think the challenge too was um, people are doing this stuff real time. Well, not real time like WebSockets, but you know, people are writing the code. Uh, like in the first session that I was in, people are trying to write the code, and the presenters are trying to move forward. And it's kind of uh, you know, it was it was a bit tough to keep up at first because things kept jumping around. Um, though I heard it got much better, and and for the sessions that I was in later, it got much better. So I think it was kind of like in the beginning it was a big learning experience for both the students and the instructors. Yeah, I'd add to that and say that the the presenters were really malleable, uh, given the the relative experience of the different sessions. Um, in our core session with Isaac, there were a number of folks in the room that had already made core contributions to Node, and so he immediately kind of pivoted a little bit um, and was a little bit more uh, uh, focused on some of the details. Um, whereas I know some of the classes, I, I remember a presenter talking about that they had had folks that had never used anything in the class, and so I, I just want to again applaud the presenters for being really um, accommodating for the 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 variety of the, the skills in the room. Uh, Absolutely. Not everybody has the experience that some of the folks on the radio have had. What, what was really interesting, too, was the, um, the styles, the different styles that were used in the different sessions. For example, like one that really stuck out was, you know, the Substack and Max Ogden's session yeah. on, you know, the, the stream adventure and this kind of self-guided um, experience was, and it was just different and awesome Really awesome. Yeah, um, total total credit to those guys for amazing amount of organization that went into that. Um, because it was for, when I was went through that one, it was just smooth. Everyone sat down and got straight into it. If there were questions, Max and Substack were there, like right behind you to to help out. Um, so that was. I think a lot of people got a ton out of that. Um, so I think I hope hopefully that'll be in the show notes because if you haven't had a look at Stream Adventure yet, you should npm install it and do it because it's. You know, it was it's self guided. It's a great way to learn streams, and it actually validates whether or not you did the right thing. It will test your code. It's not just showing you what to do, which is really really cool. I've seen a number of folks in Node.js channel talk about has Substack, you know, uh, open source the framework that he used for Stream Adventure because people now want to use that as a teaching tool for any number of other um, subject matters. Yeah. That I think is fantastic. I've got to do it. I'm going to do a Node 101 workshop in CampJS in Australia next month, and um, I've been trying to think of how to do it. And I went to their workshop, and I thought, I'm going to steal this framework and write my own stuff in it. But um, it's perfect for that. So you just have to write. Like they even at the end of it, if you finished, then you were encouraged to write your own exercises to add to the end of it. So and it was pretty easy to do that. Excellent. I'm sure Substack will. Uh... Uh, release that open source. He's not. He is not the type to uh, um, not open source things. <laughs> so, talking about different styles, another session I really loved was the Dtrace session with Joyent, um, and and that because it really threw you into real problems. I mean, they basically set up VMs uh, using SmartOS, and they had a whole bunch of scripts and stuff that were ready and. You know, I think Dtrace is one of those things that a lot of people know about, and they kind of know they should use it. But a lot of people, me definitely on that list, just really didn't know like what it really does for you, and and being able to actually go in and try it out. Um, and you know, the the presenter for the for the event was just awesome too, Max. I mean, he just went very slow and. You know, he realized that there's just so much that I can get done in the hour, and and he didn't try. He 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 didn't try to do more than was reasonable. 
Um, so I thought that was just amazing to be able to have those VMs set up and just get in and see it real time, you know, see it really happening. Yeah, that was a that was a highlight for me too. The Dtrace one, that was the one that I went back and spent the spare time with after the they'd all finished, um, nice. because because they were they were super helpful and TJ um, was there as well. Uh, TJ Fontaine, Node Core yeah. Committer, and um, and and Josh, another guy from Joint, and they they were there, super helpful with everything to do with um, with Dtrace and also um, SmartOS. They helped me get SmartOS going and to, on my laptop and you know gave me the, enough of the foundation to to let me go forward so that was a that was a real highlight for me i would just notice we had a comment from lyle in irc uh substack slash terminal dash menu looks like it's the framework for uh stream adventure oh awesome we'll, we'll uh, get that in the show notes perfect so uh, all right so first day second day you had um what was it six sessions on the first day and then two sessions at the beginning of the second day, right? Mm-hmm. Can I just say that, that from a, from an attendee point of view, and partly this is probably because I was jet lagged as well. The the first day was was kind of by the by the time I got to the end of it, I was worn out, and so I my last session was the was the domains one, and you know, cool. I would have liked to have you know dug right into the domains, but I was zoned out by that time and so i sort of missed out on a lot of the content by then um because it was just so heavy for the rest of like we learned so much and there was so much going on so by the end of the first day yeah that's that's what i got (laughs) by the end of it so i'm i'm sorry to to you guys who ran the the um the domains one um forest and and um, dominic i I didn't really take it in (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I think the the presenters were also, uh, you know, getting to, to that point at the end of the day. It was it was a lot, you know, on, on both sides uh, of of the aisle. I, I really so like the domains. I really like the domains one, and domains was one of those kind of mystery APIs that, again, I I know I should be using it, but I'm not using it. Um, so I really um, I really found a lot of value in that session. Yeah, I, I agree with the domains. It was a it was a subject matter that I wasn't particularly excited about, but I found it incredibly practical and something that I needed to learn. Um, and, and so I, I, I really loved, especially how well Forrest and Dominic did on presenting the, the varied nuances of really complex kind of like nested domain uh, scenarios. I really enjoyed that session. Right on. Yeah, we'll have but, to get that. I, I know some of that material, is, if not all of it, has been uh, uh, released. We'll, we'll have to make sure that, that goes into the, the show notes. Mm-hmm. Try and get the um, the one from um, Dominic and um, and Reynos as well, the um, distributed chat one, because um, I tried asking them for the repo for that, but I'm sure it's open source. That would be a good one for people who want to look at some of the material. Well done. And the samples we built there were awesome. I mean, it really was cool to have to build kind of this bi-directional TCP chat server. What was cool about that is I talked to them afterwards, and I think every session there was at least one person that was was hacking it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sending random text. And, and you, you have a crowd of 30, 30 hackers, and you're bound to have somebody that's you know trying to undermine what's going on. So you've got the stream up on the of the this chat stream up on the projector going past. Oh sure, and, um, right. And and somebody's doing something crazy, you know, whether it's sending <laughs> just tons of you know dev random into it, um, and that's just amusing. <laughs> we, we had a couple of so, folks in our session that had had done some uh, text parsing so that their their chat would basically be robots to each other, and then it just flooded the <laughs> channel because they, they both triggered the the appropriate term that made them be, basically just spin uh, wide open. It was just hilarious. Yeah. 
Awesome. I, I love also like at the end when people showed off their different projects. I mean, it was like drones mm. was a big, was a highlight. I mean, how many of those things were different drone related projects? It was pretty right. cool. Mm -hmm. Oh man. It, so uh, almost universally, uh, it seemed like the, 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 the drones team was able to uh, distill down the, the process into something that in the first 20 minutes you had uh, a significant accomplishment with, uh, with, with what you uh, were able to do with the drone. Um, so, you know, hats off to them for, for really uh, making that accessible. And, and hell, you know, drones are fun. Like, it was fun, so much fun. It was fun. so much fun, yeah. First I mean, same thing, thing with the Arduinos. That was just a lot of fun, too, doing the Arduino stuff. Right. The, the, the drones, the especially, the, the feedback loop on the drones was so straightforward. The API was really simple, and you could be running code in five seconds. Um, you just had to worry about crashing into 20 other drones and a bunch of people <laughs> in the little barn. But that made it fun. Yeah, and that was, a huge, that was a huge difference, because even with the, with the Arduinos, it's like, if you didn't plug the co the cables right, mm. you got nothing. So it it was like the drones. All you had to do was know how to follow directions on the API, and you were ready to go. Awesome! And they did a massive amount of work. You know, like uh, it, those those drones last. You know, the battery lasts for um, like twenty minutes. It, it's you know if you've never played with uh, one of those AR drones before, it, it's shocking how. Uh, quickly, the, the the battery just is 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 done, and uh, there was a whole you know massive bank of these batteries being constantly charged, so yeah. everyone could uh, uh, you know keep keep going. It's really you great. basically I think, have to I think you I, basically have to turn off recording right away. I bought one of those things. Oh, really? It's like they last like five minutes if you keep the recorder on. Oh, with the video on. Oh, crazy. <laughs> I think I broke the um the you know the the foam thing the housing around it in in my session that was like the first session and i and i broke it and so <laughs> they, they they had a repair kit they had the whole thing like those guys were really prepared for all that stuff because i'm sure that every time that you know somebody runs one of these drone sessions all that same stuff goes wrong so it was it was really good yeah so the next day i had there was only two sessions in the next day um and i had um the web services one and and contributing to core, and and I got the impression that um, the presenters were they'd got to that point where they'd optimized the the workflow and the present the presenting flow, so they were really prepared, and they were really refreshed, um, and so those two sessions for me sort of worked out the best in terms of the quality of presenting and all that sort of stuff, and I think that was just a testament to the flow of the the weekend, um, and also the. The last session you were involved in, I don't know if you guys had the same thing, but I was in um, the web services one last, and um, it um, uh, because we we're at the end, um, we could go over time. So Aaron got to talk a oh, bit nice. more about Happy. So that was that was really quality because I I was I was keen to learn a bit more about his perspective on Happy, um, and he got to just keep on going. And for people that wanted to stay, which was pretty much everyone. We got to hear more about about it, so that was that was really good. The the other highlight for me was just the whole intimate uh, setup. Um, you know, like every night we had kind of that meeting um, at, at you know after uh, after dinner uh, where everybody gets together, and it was really like this big communal thing. Like I've been to a bunch of different Node events, but 
something about this one. I think the fact that we were like in bunk beds and you know the whole camping experience, the the bonfires with the s'mores and and, and all of that. It was just it really was communal and that was just and that was just awesome. And and you can't forget like that creates all these amazing conversations. Um, you know, like I found out how Dow Jones is using Node, for example, in one conversation. And and it was just really great conversations that happened. And you just had the setup itself really kind of encourage that. So I hope more events happen with that type of format. I don't want every event to be that format for sure, but I kind of feel like mm-hmm. I would love to have like one event a year at least that is just that kind of style. Because the other thing was you came away from every session feeling like you did something. And that is not usually the case at all when you go to events. You come away having learned a bunch of ideas that maybe you can try, but you don't come away actually having felt like I did something. And that, to me, was a majorly significant piece. Yeah, I, I would agree. The, the, the whole format and, and kind of the, the captive audience, it, it created these situations where people were just intermingling rather than kind of spreading out into you know different uh, pre-existing groups and, and and a lot of the conferences I've been at, you know, at the end of the day, people just scatter and they they go hang out with folks that they already know. And, and this just felt like it created an environment where where people tend to just hang out and meet and talk and and play games and sing songs and and, and that created such a friendly and casual atmosphere that I, I think you know the first night having that kind of after party after uh, Dominic's Star Wars talk uh, just kind of set the tone for everybody to be really social and friendly and it. It broke down a lot of barriers that I feel like you see a lot of more formal uh, conference, uh, corporate conferences. And, and that just, that is what made it shine to me. And it was also very welcoming to people that didn't even have any experience. I mean, like I, I, I went to the, um, like when I went to the domains one, there was a guy who was next to me who had never actually even used, you know, Express in the streams one, people that had never used streams. But it had this really accommodating uh, kind of angle to it, which I thought was really good. And there's lots of um, people helping each other on this, yep. know, on the same table. Um, there's tons of that going on in every every workshop I was in. People were helping each other. Um, so the highlight for me for the whole thing was just meeting people that I knew from online. Um, so I've collaborated with tons of people in Node, in Node land, and haven't met half of them. And so this was a chance to just make these connections. Um, and in, like in the first session, it turned out I was sitting opposite um, Bryce Barrel, who. You know, has been using some cool level up stuff stuff in the browser, and I've chatted on on IRC with him, and I just happened to turn up there. So, yeah, it was cool to meet people. That was the the B highlight. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I you know, I've been in the community not as a very visible member, but I've been using Node for almost you know two and a half years, and running into eight or ten or fifteen people that I knew online, but we didn't know each other. And having that be serendipitous, you know, not not out of my way to run into people, but end up standing in line next to Isaac or whatever for food. And then we chat up each other and like, oh, hey, hey, I know you, you know me, et cetera, et cetera. That was really, uh, really fun. And it kind of made it feel like I was part of the group instead of just a social outcast, so to speak. I mean, that's one of the things I really like about the Node community in general. It really does have a very inclusive feel to it. I mean, there certainly are people that are kind of the icons that are experts, but but you really they don't they're not unapproachable and it and it really does have that kind of inclusive feel and, and that's why this whole kind of summer camp theme had that as well so it fits it fits very well with with the node community yeah I'm talking about level db one highlight for me was i had never used level db i had never even like barely heard about it and my roommate 
writes extensions and stuff and uses LevelDB pretty heavily. Um, uh, Soldair is his, his Twitter account, Ryan. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, and I got to meet Ryan for the first time there. That was really cool because he's a good contributor. We, we ended up pairing up and finding a bug in one of Dominic's uh, extensions, and that was just awesome, too. It was kind of like going to all these sessions. You got to this point where you're like, all right, now I really want to go do something. Um, and for me, that was playing around with LevelDB, which is a really awesome database. So, I also want to add, um, I was at the OpenStack Summit in Portland with about 3,000 attendees in April. And we heard all these stories. It's circuitous, but we'll come back to it. We heard a lot of stories about how bad the Wi-Fi would be, but I found it to be almost bulletproof. It wasn't fast, but it never went down. That's in true. In contrast to uh, uh, Portland at the convention center, it was down effectively the entire time. So props to That's whoever yeah. kept the Wi-Fi up. That was major good. Yeah. There was no phone service, but the Wi-Fi was great. I also thought they did a really good job just with like flow control and you know things you just you hope you know things you don't really think about at events but if they go bad you're in a lot of trouble like you know the meals went smoothly there was always like a vegetarian selection it was good options there um it was all coordinated it didn't feel very haphazard um so that was I really liked that angle as well I wonder if there's a correlation between the amount of beer that was served and everybody being in a good mood <laughs> we did work, was, work really hard maintaining uh your your flow of beer uh, and, and you, that, guys, that you guys with the beer had some you guys with the beer had some what's brought back some crazy crazy choices of beers i, I hear there was even a <laughs> there was even a fosters in there somewhere that somebody actually drank so congratulations oh my god oh poor poor poor, poor, poor souls you know, it's funny you say that, but I actually found the beer awesome. You know, a lot of the events have like catered for a couple kegs and and seeing, you know, dozens and dozens of varieties really made it nice and it didn't feel like I had to drink the same stuff over and over and over for an entire weekend. So so that was really, really well done. Yeah. Michael's just saying that it cost about ten thousand dollars for all that beer. So my request for the beer would have been that there would have been more cider because I'm not a beer drinker anyway, so <laughs> I didn't get to partake in much of that. I think that's maybe you just didn't find it because I saw tons of folks drinking cider. On, on the last night, on the last night, there was like a whole cider load, so that was great. Yeah, we really went out of our way to, to to do cider and uh, um, gluten freeze. So, but we I guess we could have done a better job of uh, sort of communicating and, and like pointing everybody to the ciders. Also, I, I thought it was impressive with the number of um, significant others and families that came. That was really cool to see. It was like a, it, it turned out to be a family event. That was great. I would have totally brought my family. I, I totally missed that one. I didn't. I, my wife, I told her afterwards, I was like, oh, you should have gone. And she's like, well, I didn't know it was a, there was a significant other track. But everybody I talked to who was on the SO track really had a good time. Also, the water sports, you know, the water angle was awesome. I mean, I've never been kayaking before. I've been canoeing. And that was really cool. That first day, I loved the fact that we just had that time to just chill out. We played frisbee. We, we went kayaking. We went swimming. I lost my glasses, but, you know, we won't go there. But <laughs> that was great. Yeah, on the SO thing, I'd be stunned if the format was like this next year, if there wasn't a huge uptick. I know my wife, I talked to him about it and bringing my girls. And a ton of people I talked to saw, given the number of folks that were there, they'd do the same next year. So, you know, hopefully Michael's listening and we'll get on that for next year because we'll have three times as many kids running around and wrecking the four-square court. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, th there's a, a really interesting discussion uh, that has popped up around um, 
having you know, the, the, you know beyond the SO track, having something that is tech related, uh, targeted to kids and families that kind of assumes an older group of families uh, of of kids, but uh, fantastic. Uh, that 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 sounds like fun, and uh, I'm excited personally excited about that because you know my kids are uh, six and seven, and you know about next year they'll they'll be uh, to the point where they're old enough to to really you know stay behind something like that. That's gonna be cool. And there was a, on the first night there was a uh, I think actually all most of the things around the campfire were okay for families as well. There was a bit of nerdiness going on the last night. But the first night with um well that is nerdy. The first night with Dominic's the Star, Star Wars, Wars talk. The Star so Wars nerdy, amazing. But, but ner- right. nerdy nerdy in a family way. Like that was awesome. That really set the tone for the rest of the weekend. Um, I, I I don't think that was videoed, but if it if it was, that would be awesome to get online. Well and right. Dominic's presentation was very child friendly though. Like it could have been you know that that could have been done in a very adult oriented way and it wasn't, which was great. All right, guys. Uh, so um, uh, it's about time for me to to switch over and bring in Michael. Any closing thoughts? Uh, it was an amazing event, and I look forward for more events of that type. I mean, it really was it really was fantastic. And I, you know, thank you to Michael and all the organizers for the great job that they did, and and for the Node community for you know because really that event wouldn't have been what it was without the kind of welcoming. Uh, friendly kind of attitude uh, of the Node community itself that was there. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, it was my first time in NodeConf, and I would say that it really has kind of built a foundation that I feel like I can build on, and now I have all these relationships that I can leverage going forward, and and, and I can't say how valuable that is for someone that's working with Node day in, day out, to be able to build these relationships, and that to me was just, you know, the best takeaway, and I can't wait for next year. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so that that's yeah. My takeaway is um, like I'm I, I'm a bit sad that I probably didn't meet enough like as many people as I could have like 300 people there. I don't even think I met you guys. Um, Glenn <laughs> I know. And Ken. Um, and but I'm, I I seem to make a lot of connections with people that are working in the same space as me. That was great. Um, but just a huge thanks to Michael and particularly the presenters. So much work went into that, and um, and you could really see it that there was a lot of hard work, and um, and thanks so much for that, guys. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming, guys, and thanks for coming on Note Up, and uh, be, f- be sure to add your your plugs at the end of the show notes, so uh, uh, Michael and I can go through and uh, plug something for you. Um, all right, so we're gonna do our transition again. Get Michael on here. Uh, and I am going to talk about our second sponsor, uh, HappyJS. So HappyJS from Walmart Labs uh, is a new sponsor to note up. Uh, Walmart Labs, if you don't know what they're doing, they are working to reinvent commerce, and they make a strong point around not just uh, not not that that being e-commerce, but in fact the entire range of the the retail experience from uh, the in-store experience to the online experience and the melding and conjoining uh, of those two experiences. Um, 
Walmart has invested significantly in uh, their in, in developing a really strong mobile experience. So uh, the mobile can tie into the in-store experience and take advantage of you know that information device that you have in your your, your pocket. Uh, and they are hiring. They are hiring like mad and are really making a phenomenal investment in, in Node and Node developers. So uh, please hit them up. Uh, and all that is to preface uh, the amazing uh, f- framework that uh, Aaron Hammer uh, has been developing for... Um, for Walmart Labs, uh, Happy JS, uh, the prize shirt uh, of of NodeConf, uh, really great uh, t-shirts. Uh, Happy JS is uh, a Node.js framework that is in a way similar to uh, Express and Restify, uh, and its uh, focus is on uh, configuration-centric uh, flows that that work right out of the box. Um, Happy is designed for uh, larger teams or, or you know, products that are uh, going to evolve over time. Um, if you haven't had a chance to uh, listen to the, the talk that Aaron gave uh, at, at um, what was it, a Node Summit event uh, down, down at AOL, go, go, to, uh, go to Joint and search for uh, Aaron's talk there. And you know, listen to the philosophy uh, around Happy JS, and you know why some of the, the technical choices that that have been made have been made, and you know, really being a uh, node first and you know npm centric framework is, is is fantastic for for creating these enabled teams, and uh, uh, it was designed. Uh, for Walmart scale and Walmart reliability, and uh, it's uh, focused on on making uh, you know larger scale development or enterprise development not suck and uh, be awesome. So uh, Happy JS uh, information about Happy JS can be found at happyjs.com. That's H A P I JS. If you haven't uh, seen the name anywhere, and it's uh, Happy JS on Twitter. So H A P I JS, um, and you can discover a lot more of the the cool open source tools that uh, the team at Walmart Labs has been developing, both uh, for Node and uh, for front end development at uh, GitHub.com slash Walmart Labs. And uh, you know, big thank you to to Walmart. Uh, Walmart Labs and the entire team there for all their great node contributions and everything that they're doing in the community. So, do we have the man himself, Mr. Michael yeah. Rogers, on the line? Can you sup, hear me? Sup. Hey, hey. <laughs> all right, yeah. I, I listened to most of what was said. I, I missed probably like the first half of the uh, the speaker's one, but uh, oh, I heard okay. all of well, the Oh, okay. Well, during that stuff. part, they said things sucked. And okay, then everything all right. Went. I figured as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, most of what they said, they've so the the presenters have actually been really vocal on a uh, a GitHub thread that's on the um, 
the NodeComp 2013 GitHub. So if you go to GitHub slash Michael slash NodeComp 2013 and go to the issues, you can see there's there's some open issues there where we're talking about sort of a postmortem and what sort of worked and didn't work for the format and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and the the presenters have been really vocal there. So um, I've I think I've heard most of what they had to say. So that's good. Um, and that's yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the biggest sort of universal takeaway is that 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 block of four in a row that happened, where there were <laughs> four hours of nonstop session, was just a bit too much for uh, everyone. But right. yeah. Well, intense. anyway, it was all intense, but like appreciated intense. I I, th I think actually yeah. the the you know in you know not talking about the event, but in talking about the organization the event, uh, that. Um, the feedback venue of uh, the GitHub repo ha was, has been really fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so the, I actually, I opened up that repo. So that repo has been private for probably like six months now. And um, once I decided what the format would be and kind of how it would be laid out and started inviting people to contribute, I, I added them to this public or this uh, private GitHub repo and sort of started a, a thread per session. Um, so that way, like, you know, the, the people that were running the session could really, really get into, you know, what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. And, and I could have some visibility into that and I could sort of get on people to, to get their materials in and all that kind of stuff. Because one thing that I, I don't know if anybody talked about is that we, we weren't sure if the wireless would stay up or if the, you know, internet connection would fall down. Um, we don't have a lot of control over it being that it's a camp sort of, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. So we really needed to get any dependencies that people needed onto their computers ahead of time or onto some kind of USB stick. So it was really important that the presenters actually figured out what they were going to do a few weeks ahead of time and so that we could get it all packaged together and, and try to get people to install it. Um, and that, you know, it, the, the getting people to install it ahead of time thing didn't work out that great. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there were just some problems with that. But, um, you know, next year I talked to Jason Smith and one of the, the takeaways was that the aggregate wire, wireless network at the ranch is actually really good. And even if it, if it falls over, it's not that hard to put a little wireless network in each of the sessions. Mm -hmm. And so what we really need to do is have a local NPM and all of the materials for the session just be local in that little network. Um, right. Because because that's that's not going to go down, and that's just a lot easier than getting people to install stuff ahead of time. So, um, I think you know if we if we do something like that again, that that would be the direction that I would go for that, rather than having people install it ahead of time. But yeah, yeah. Um, if you go into the closed issues in that repo, you can see sort of how we organized and planned the session, and sort of the the kinds of ups and downs of some of it. And um, and you know, not only did you know the people running a session uh, collaborate together in an issue, but also other people from other sessions would chime in here and there. Um, so it was a very, very cool kind of collaborative uh, way to put together the content for a conference, totally different than a normal conference, um, where you know each speaker is just sort of siloed and they do their own thing, uh, which was, yeah. Sure. So yeah. Uh, what's, what's the deal with, with no, no name tags, and why, why did you uh, end up doing that? Well, uh, so we. This is my fourth conference that I've done at Walker Creek, and the the last three have been significantly smaller, around like a hundred people. Um, but one thing that we figured out really early on is that uh, if you don't have name tags on people, they'll actually just introduce each other and talk to each other a bit more often. And um, this this doesn't work as well as it used to, um, but. 
they'll also start talking to people that they might have been afraid to talk to otherwise. Like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people, especially more timid people, you know, won't talk to somebody that they feel is famous or feel like you know I use their stuff or they're well known or something. Um, and uh, this like this really breaks that down, and so mm-hmm. you end up having these conversations with people that you may have been you know nervous about uh, in any other context. And people are a lot more kind of open and friendly. It works less and less each year as you know these people have a lot of their talks videotaped and people see right. those talks, right. but. Um, We'll see that. It still works pretty well, though. Um, you know, I uh, thinking about the size this year, I had considered getting them, but it just seemed kind of silly. And it's also just, it's a little silly, you know, like at a lot of conferences, you're sort of wearing the name tag so that people know that you're with the conference and not with something else that's going on. Right, and right. it's very, like, nobody is at this camp in the middle of nowhere that uh, doesn't work for the camp or is part of the conference. And it's really clear who's who. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that venue, Walker Creek Ranch, is just amazing. It's a beautiful, magical place um, that I'm I'm very happy to have found and um, will continue to use. <laughs> so when are, when are when are we gonna have uh, like summer camp? Uh, summer camp's not really like it's not really happening. Um, what? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. D-Shaw's addicted to conferences. Is the problem. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm kind of conferenced out, but I loved the <laughs> the, uh, the 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 summer camp experience and the the unconference experience. Uh, you know that that, that summer camp uh, provided. I've never like I know you've been uh, way more into you know the the unconference scene, but for me that the, the uh, summer camp was really the first um, unconference that I've ever been to, and it's you know generally been uh, a really amazing experience to sort of surface some of the issues that are happening in the community at any given point. Now uh, yeah, at yeah. this. I- I, I, I don't disagree that something like that would be good, but so so here's here's a, a bit of the history, right? So the the first one that we did um, was worked amazingly well. Like we we needed it and we needed it so bad. I mean, we in that summer camp, we that was the first conversation that we had about domains. Yeah. Domains didn't land until like you know around summer camp the next year. Right. Um. You know, most of most of what sort of sort of Node Core did for the preceding year after the first summer camp was sort of worked out at summer camp more or less. And I mean, not that exactly what we talked about there is where we went. A lot of things changed during the implementation. Domains changed quite a bit during the implementation. And that's one of the reasons why it took so long was it kept sort of like, you know, this is too hard or this is not going to work or there are these weird uh, side effects with this. We're doing it this way. But um, it, it, it was a great place for the community to come together and work out those issues. Uh, when we did it last year, I sort of consciously knew that Core was starting to solidify. There was still a bunch of new stuff to work out and a bunch of new conversations to, to have about Core. Um, but we really needed to start to broaden it to the module community and a lot of the stuff that's happening on top of core. Um, and I tried really hard to make that happen. Um, and it didn't really work. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. we had a, we had a good summer camp and we worked out a lot of core issues, but we really didn't work out any sort of module like ecosystem stuff. I mean, I think one of the problems is that the, the module ecosystem is so diverse and, um, there are sort of sub-communities with, within the module ecosystem that are working out their own problems. And when you try to get everybody together to have a, a conversation about it, it, it's, it just ends up not being very productive. Um, and a lot of those issues are just, you know, they're better to just be worked out uh, in code and through iteration and then to have sort of tinier conversations and not to have a big kind of get-together. So, so being that, um, you know, 
it didn't it has never really succeeded at being above core and i don't feel like mm-hmm. there's anything more for core to work out like core right. is core is pretty much done i mean like the only direction that it's going is has already been defined and is already sort of clear boundaries have been set and that's just going to be implemented and then it's going to get real boring and it's going to be bug fixes and performance increases and um, it's going to be a really, really stable foundation for us to build this ecosystem on. Um, so I don't so feel we, like we need that summer camp. I do agree that you know a, an unconferency thing would be great for some um, section of the module community. I mm-hmm. just don't think that the NodeCom summer camp that we've had traditionally would would work. I mean, I sort of joked that you know you could do it. Um, it, like it's just hard to get all of the right people in the same right. place anymore. I mean, everybody's so busy. Like I, I think that if you rented a ski resort and you blew a hundred grand just flying everybody that needed to be there there and had a little summer camp of like fifty people, that would be really productive and good. But I don't have a hundred grand to blow. <laughs> <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, actually, I wish I did. Uh, I would totally blow it if I did. Um, so what you're what we're saying is that we need a you know level D. B camp, a promises camp, a distributed computing camp, um, all those sort of things. Yeah, I mean, well, I think that you should look at each of those communities and and say like, all right, what are the kinds of issues that we need to work out, and what's the best way to work them out? And and maybe maybe that is an unconference or a summit or some kind of rider along to some other conference where everybody's already kind of attending. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if if the if the promises guys like if, if Dominic was like you know there are some real kind of fun, fundamental issues that we want to work out. If he knew that you know seventy percent of the people that needed to be involved in that conversation were going to be at NodeConf, it would be really smart for him to set up a a promises you know camp you know the day after NodeConf or something somewhere nearby in San Francisco. Like that would be smart. Nice. Um, and I think for the level stuff, like we uh, pretty soon, like there'll be a podcast up, uh, a note up about like some of the database stuff. And I think that having really regular kind of podcast updates and conversations between all mm-hmm. of the stakeholders there will work out really well. Um, and I mean, th- I think with the level stuff, the node database stuff, um, there's it's small enough right now. Like the, commu- the the amount of people doing stuff is small enough that I think that we could just have a really good sort of podcast conversation about what the right things to do are, and we can work out all the issues that way. Um, that that seems like a better way forward for for that particular community until it grows to a particular size, and then it's going to be really sure. difficult. This is just hard, um, right? Yeah, yeah. It gets bigger the bigger that the community gets. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, we could really sort of have all of those little subcommunities come together into one place. I don't think that we'd get enough of them, and then I don't think that we would be able to have the right conversations because, I mean, you saw it last year at summer camp where we tried to break people off into into smaller groups to have these unconference discussions so that people could you know talk about the things that were more relevant to them. Uh, the problem is just that there's there's enough overlap that you can't right. be in two things at once and right. uh, and at the same time like there's you know there's a lot of different things to cover in a lot of kind of sub communities and not enough time. So. Right. Yeah, we had the you know two or three groups at any one given time and people were like, oh no, I want to go to all three of these. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that's that's sort of why summer camp isn't happening anymore. But I, I feel like, you know, one of the, the great things about summer camp was just having it at Walker Creek. It's just this place where everyone talks to each other. Everyone walks away family. It's just a really magical venue. And um, I was really happy to be able to do like NodeConf proper there this year. Um, and, and to see that even when you increase the attendance to 300 people, that doesn't go away. Um, it was kind of amazing that... 
it still felt like a small conference. It felt like, you know, very, very similar to, you know, the, the hundred person conferences that we've had there. Um, but with three times the amount of people, you know, usually once you get up to about 300, it starts to feel really big and really disconnected. Um, and it, you know, I, I felt like, you know, everybody was always having conversations with new people all the time. It was kind of great. So, so what's the maximum capacity of Walker Creek Ranch? Still kind of figuring that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, so what they what what they've sort of quoted is that um, they could feed probably 350 people simultaneously. Now okay. we had 301, I think, is my final count. Maybe 305 was my final count this year. We we were supposed to have 330, but there are always some people that can't make it at the last sure. minute. Um, so we and that was, I mean, we used all of the tables outside, right? Um, and I'm sure that there were some open spaces that people didn't fill and they preferred to, to eat outside, but even then it was getting pretty, pretty cramped. Um, and, uh, that line was getting pretty big. Um, so yeah, there's sort of an open question in terms of meals, how many we could do, um, in terms of camp space and bunk space and bed space, um, we could probably do up to 400, Maybe maybe pushing into 500 if we really like exhausted the campgrounds. Um, I'm not entirely sure. So JSConf um, had uh, a additional line, food line outside, and that that actually seemed to work very well. Yeah, I mean we we can't really, we we can't double the kitchen there, uh, but we could oh, stack his capacity. Not not like getting people through the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean and. Yeah, like one of the yeah, they just can't produce enough food quick enough. Sure. Like I, I think you know, um, I, I will be returning there next year. That's you know, for the first time ever, I'll be doing NodeConf in the same venue twice. But um, well, this, this, probably, this is official. You're, you're announcing that yeah, now. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. We're gonna awesome. we're gonna go back there um, because like I mean, so the 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 format was really was all new and very experimental. Um, like nobody had really kind of done anything like that before. And in particular, I think that I asked more of the people presenting and volunteering and even the people attending um, than any conference that's sort of ever asked of anybody. Like, you know, that people who presented worked. And I mean, like, you know, at previous summer camps, like I've sort of, I've worried about where the beer needs to be and where it needs to go and sort of like grabbed whoever was around to help with that. And, and, you know, you or Visnu have always helped like go out on runs or whatever. And this year, you know, I put you and Visnu in charge of the beer the whole time thinking like, Oh, this is two people the whole time. That's totally going to be enough. And it was not. (laughs) (laughs) You guys needed some relief because it was just nonstop. Um, you know, like having six people be in charge of just the beverages would probably work a lot better. Um, and uh, and also, I mean, the attendees, like, you know, they, you know, they learned in every session and it was really nonstop. And then there was lots of socializing and, and drinking and stuff. So um, it was but, – but at the same time, like, I think that it paid off in rewards more than anything that I've ever done uh, in terms of conferences. Like, the biggest takeaway really is that um, after NodeConf last year – um, everybody said that it was great. They had a great time. Uh, and then the day after, there were a bunch of sort of goodbye flight tweets. Uh, and then it just sort of went away. Like, I mean, people would bring it up here and there, and you'd hear people at different conferences say, you know, like, I'm using this piece of the format from NodeConf, or I learned this thing at NodeConf, like streams or whatever. But people weren't, um, 
you know, saying, I just wrote this code and then, you know, talking, saying NodeConf, like this thing that I learned at NodeConf or, you know, pinging somebody who they met at NodeConf and things like that. Um, and this last week, it's just like the Twitter stream for NodeConf is still full. You know, there's still all these people pulling at each other. And, and I feel like th- there's a lasting effect of this conference far more than any other conference that I've actually ever been to. Um, so that was really good. I mean, we, we asked a lot of people, but the payoff was really, really great. Um, and I mean, as, as much as the, the speakers, you know, definitely got worked. Um, none of them, none of them said, you know, they wouldn't do it again. (laughs) Sure. Uh, it was, it was rewarding. Um, and, and the same with the, with the attendees. I mean, nobody said, I wish that I would have seen, you know, some lectures or whatever. Um, you know, not that they're saying I'm never going to go to another lecture conference again, but, um, they, they were sort of, you know, very appreciative of the format. And I think for, you know, like every, I'll, I'll invent a new format next year. That's that's sort of a given. <laughs> it's a given. All right. <laughs> yeah. But, so we can't we can't come in with the expectation that we're going to get a, a a workshop experience like this year. Well, I, I will say this: like you know, every year um, I, I go to a lot of conferences, and then I run these conferences, and I experiment with things, and I see other people experimenting, and I I grab all these little tools and these little ideas, um, and then I sort of put them together to create a format, right? And so you know, like the moment that I went to to FunConf two, and uh, went through like a, a true experience where you know there was there wasn't a posted schedule, and I was just sort of you know guided where I needed to go at each step along the way. Um, and the difference that that made in terms of my experience and being there, um, that was like a binary switch. Like I never posted a schedule again, right? Like nobody is ever going to know exactly what they're going to ever again at my conferences. Um, I mean, there's just so many things that it does better. It, it makes things a surprise. It makes, um, it makes people go to things that they probably would have been too afraid to go to. Mm, uh, okay. Like, I mean, a, a big one is that, uh, you know, we put out like this uh, survey and the survey had a few questions. And one of the questions that I asked is, uh, you know, what would you like to learn? And then I asked, what would you like to learn, but you don't think that you could learn? And um, nice. everybody who said that they wanted to learn D-Trace said that they didn't think that they'd be able to learn it. Nice. Um, and, uh, and so when we like, it's very important that you don't know that you're going to the D-Trace session because like it is designed for you to be able to learn it in that session and for you to be able to figure it out in that session. Um, and even if you were too afraid or you thought that it was going to be too hard, like, you know, that's why we trick you into being there. Uh, yes. <laughs> so you can be, you know, welcomely surprised. So I'll probably, you know, I'll never post a schedule, a, a full schedule again. And also like, um, I think that this is another kind of binary switch going from lectures to like hands on time, like Mm. having people write things like, you know, explaining an idea or teaching idea or whatever you wanted to convey in a lecture, having people write something to it um, pays off 10 times more. And I mean, it, it is 10 times more effort. Um, right. t- to put that together for sure, um, but it definitely has huge, much bigger dividends. Um, so I imagine that the format that I create next year, while different, will will I doubt that it'll be back to lectures. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm uh, you know I don't know exactly what the community sort of needs out of next year because we're still sort of coming off of this year. But sure. one thing that I can probably say fairly confidently is that it won't be much about core, if at all. Mm-hmm. It'll be much, much more about modules, um, right. all, sort of all in the ecosystem, because core is, you know, it's it's finishing, um, right. and you know where the action is is in the is in the ecosystem. So yeah, that's all that I really know for next year. I know where it'll be. 
Uh, <laughs> I know a few things that I won't be doing. Um, I know that uh, I know that Bevmo delivers beer if you order enough. Uh, so yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely going to uh, have more beer delivered and less running. Yeah, unless you know, sending <laughs> to the store to buy it. Um, you know, there's a few things like that, and there's a you know now I I I know a lot more about the venue this year um and and what you what you need to do at that venue with that many people because you know previously we'd never used the bunk beds before right um, what they call their economy lodging like we'd, we'd only taken over the semi-private and had some campers we'd never had more than 50 people camp so you know i didn't even know that camping uh, had a capacity in different areas you know, until we did this this one you know and um we also had a lot more logistical problems like with where to put people um and and a big part of that is that when you sign up when you sign up for a ticket you you then have the opportunity to purchase an SO track ticket um so when you buy we don't have you tied yet to an SO track ticket if that's what you're going to get um but the capacity for couples and the capacity for um for also for for single women in an all women's dorm if we want to have a, a full all women's dorm like there is a capacity for that um and we need the capacity to be able to, to stop at a certain point and overflow into camping because clearly, you know, the capacity um, for camping, for families, for couples, for, for single women, like, is all the same, right? Like, we can, like, a ticket is a ticket there. Um, but uh, with, with the actual, like, places with beds, there, there really were some, some capacity and some scheduling problems around that. So I think when we do the ticketing next year, you'll probably, if you buy a ticket with a bed, it'll be in a lodge. Um, and if you buy a ticket with an SO track tick or for your whole family, um, you'll actually be buying a ticket with the SO attached or with the whole family attached. Um, so, so that we can manage the capacity and the expectations a little bit better there. Um, and also, you know, we'll have like a full dorm that's just uh, for single women coming and that'll just say, you know, this is a women's only ticket and we'll make sure that those are always available. Um, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, we, we have some ways that we want to solve some of the, the logistical problems, but yeah, it went really well. We know a lot more. We'll be able to do a much better job. Um, and also, I mean, this was the first year that we ever had kids old enough that we could consider doing a technical kids track that wasn't just yeah, sort of playing like around setting. crafts. Like, I mean, we had we had a much older kid who was awesome. He was like the mascot. Um, he he was rad. Uh, and but but also, I mean, you know, it, Tim has been there with his kids. You know, every conference that I've run at Walk Creek, the last four of them, Tim has brought his kids. And right. um, but now his oldest is just a. It, you know, just this year was probably old enough that he could have flown a drone, like and could have programmed a drone. Right. So, um, and uh, and I mean, like your kids are getting older too. So right. I yeah. think, I think yeah. next year they'll be old enough to to you know participate in a technical session like that too. Yeah, yeah. So right. I think we're we're gonna put a lot more into that, and we'll probably publicize it a lot more so that people. Even more people bring their families and and their right. kids. So we, we actually, I mean, we did have a really high turnout this year. Um, it was it was pretty big, um, but we're going to put a lot more uh, organizational effort into it this time as well. I mean, it was it was a little difficult because, um, um, you know, my like uh, Anna, my wife, ran uh, the SO track for sort of like the adult single people that were there, mm-hmm. uh, which was like you know a, some hiking and some swimming and a few other things. Um, but you know, traditionally we've we've not tried to book out a lot of time for that um, because people like to just enjoy the grounds and sort of hang out and read or whatever. 
but um, I think that a few people would have liked to have just a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But also, my my mother ran the stuff for the kids, and she you know she's never been to a conference before, much less one of my conferences, and so she really only knew enough about what was happening there from what I told her. Uh, and you know, she organized some great craft projects for the kids and everything. But now she has all kinds of ideas about things that can be done and and what to do. So I think that we're going to have a much much more compelling story um, next year for that. Awesome. Yeah. So, oh, man. The uh, NodeConf uh, was a uh, fantastic experience. NodeConf, uh, over the arc of these past three years, has <laughs> been you know, really um, something that, that has uh, allowed us to uh, embrace so many uh, new people into the, the, the Node community and make them feel welcome. Um, so, you know, thank you, Michael, for, for all the, the effort that you, you've put into it and <laughs> that you continue putting into it to, to make it so, so great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it always pays off, but, um, yeah, I, I somehow find a way to work myself harder every year. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Speaking, uh, speaking of, uh, of, uh, of working. Uh, why don't I keep you around for a second and get you to help me run through the upcoming conferences and events? Okay, okay. Do we want to take any uh, any questions from IRC? There's a bunch of people like clapping in there or something, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> any questions, guys? They're now they're just laughing. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead. We've been on for. Uh, uh, almost coming up on two hours, so let, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up and uh, uh, share some of the upcoming conferences and events, and then I'll I'll go through and do plugs. Okay, do you want me to run down them or please? Cool. Okay. All right. So uh, July twelfth in New York City, we've got Gotham JS. Uh, Dominic Denicola will be speaking about ES six to awesome parts. What I'm saying. So that is a. <laughs> You can find that at gothamjs.com. I, I just I I love uh, giving Dominic some shit. He's 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 a fun guy. Um, uh, so July 27th worldwide, we have International Nodebots Day. So uh, if you go to nodebotsday.com, you can see you know where different cities are that are having it and try to find uh, one of the meetups near you. I mean, in the Bay Area, there's probably like several of them. Yep. Uh, we've also got Node Knockout worldwide, September 6th through 8th. Um, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a ridiculous amount of people at that again. Uh, so check there for, you know, a lot of people do little local things in different cities where they all kind of hack on stuff together. So see if there's one near you, but also you can just uh, work and do it virtually. September 8th through 11th, we have the first ever NodeConf EU, official NodeConf Europe edition. Woo-woo! Uh, that's going to be organized by uh, Kian uh, Omaiden. And uh, he ran Node Dublin last year and is now ran, running NodeConf EU this year. Um, he... This this is this is pretty amazing. It's you know it's going to be on a castle on its own island in Ireland, uh, so don't don't miss this. Go to nodeconf.eu and check it out. Uh, we have uh, CampJS <clears throat> August 9th through twelfth, twenty thirteen. Apparently, it's a different. It's a similar style and field to NodeConf twenty thirteen. I believe if it's the same CampJS as last year. It is sort of at like a summer camp setting and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Although it's a, I think it's a if I remember correctly, it's a bit more of like a, a hack time event. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm sure that they'll be improving it and iterating on it this year, and and hopefully um, they can even steal all of our good ideas uh, from from our GitHub page and all the issues there. So nice. um, I'm sure that'll be awesome. Uh, so go to campjs.com to, to check that out and get your tickets. JS Confi U will be happening September 14th through 15th, right after Node Confi U uh, in Berlin. Tickets are uh, not on sale yet, but you should really like get on some kind of list to make sure that you get them because they go really really fast. So that's at uh, 2013.jsconf.eu. And we got LXJS October 2nd through 3rd in Lisbon, Portugal. Um, all kinds of awesome people will be there. Uh, Raquel will be there doing some awesome robot stuff. Uh, so check them out at lxjs.org. And we've got JingJS October 19th through 20th. JingJS.org. Uh, go to Beijing. Check out Node in Beijing. It's going to be awesome. Um, now, uh, we, there's there's also some events that aren't on here that uh, I want to make sure that people check out. So there is going to be a real-time conf. There is going to be a WebRTC camp. Uh, there is going to be a Redis conf all in October, all in Portland, uh, all put together by the great folks at AndYet. So nice. just check out those websites to figure out all that information and maybe just make a whole week of it. Um, then uh, we, we know that sometime in the fall uh, in Vancouver, uh, BC, they're going to do Cascadia JS. So going from Seattle to Vancouver, BC, moving around the Pacific Northwest JS crew. Uh, check that out at 2013.cascadiajs.com. Uh, and Node Summit is, is coming back after a year-long hiatus. Um, December 3rd through 4th um, this year. So... Uh, right now, there's an Eventbrite page up, so go check it out at uh, nodesummit2013.eventbrite.com. <laughs> um, somebody's asking, what's the, what's the point of Node su- Summit for... Uh, Node Summit is uh, it's more of an enterprising conference, more of like a, a venture capital feel to it. Right. It's very business-focused, yeah. It's like a business conference for Node.js. So um, if you want to get connected to those guys and to that part of the community, um, you should go there. Um, RobotsConf. It's going to be amazing. It's a Chris Williams conference. It's on Amelia Island. It's a hardware conference for software developers. Check it out at robotsconf.com. Tickets are on sale now. All right, now we're up to plugs. Ooh, you want to plug? Um, I I'm just gonna plug uh my my repo uh GitHub.com slash Michael says slash couch up. So I'm nice. I'm implementing I'm implementing all of CouchDB uh eventually, um on top of all the level stuff. So right now I'm working on the storage layer. Um. I built a really nice mutex so that you can maintain higher level consistency guarantees, and that's its own module now called level mutex. And now I'm working on the replicator, which will also be its own module. And then I'm going to work on the views, which will be. So if, you're, if you're noticing a pattern here, the way that you write databases in, in the new world is to make them smaller components and make them modules. Um, nice. But you can you can go to CouchUp, uh, the the repo, and that'll be a nice place for you to find out about all the other uh, pieces. And also, I'm start making sure that I measure performance against Apache CouchDB so that we you know don't do any thing that makes us slower for particular workloads and stuff like that. Um, right now, I'm only testing uh, really tiny, discrete new writes and uh, new edits of documents. And both of those I have performing uh, quite a bit faster than Couch. So um, you should really check it out, uh, Couch Up. Now, now I'm writing the replicator, and I actually just replicated all of uh, NPM. So, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. So that yeah. day is happening today. What the day, the day. That it took to, 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 oh, yeah. take you to, to uh, uh, replicate NPM? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, People that are out there building uh, private repo uh, stuff for for npm are are real excited to uh, to see what's going on there. So yeah, yeah, you. and one of, one of the amazing things about it is that you know I I've been able to do all of these nice little. I mean, the way that you make performance fast in databases is to cheat. Um, you create little you know in memory caches around things that you know that'll happen a lot. Uh, and so because we have this little mutex there, I like just stuck an LRU in, and I didn't have to write a new LRU because there's no module for everything. So you know Isaac wrote an LRU cache, and I just plugged that in, and that made new updates for hotkeys incredibly fast. And over a conversation with Dominic Tarr, he said, you know, I was saying that that new the uh, new writes are still like not quite as fast because you know I have to check if the key has been written before and check the rev and he was like oh there's a bloom filter module just grab this bloom filter module and that gave me like a 20% performance bump and okay. it's just yeah it's it's the the node community and the, this this like way to write databases by just pulling in little discrete components rather than having this big monolithic product is just in the first two weeks showing these huge dividends so um, yeah I check it out it's gonna be great that was a big plug but worth it all right yeah thank you Michael Appreciate no it. Uh, so for my plug, I'm going to plug uh, the Node firm and uh, really happy to announce uh, that uh, we are inviting Adam Baldwin uh, on as a, a full partner of the Node firm and really uh, cementing our commitment to security and um Backing all the the great things that Adam's been doing, the Node Security Project is everything that uh, you know we could possibly want out of uh, both security and in community building. Uh, Adam's been doing some amazing um, mentoring, and uh, you know just, just the team that he's building around security uh, and the commitment to uh, both core security and uh, module level security is is fantastic and uh, we're really happy to have Adam on board so the announcement uh, is uh, going up on, on on Monday so uh, a little bit early but uh, you'll uh, you'll um, you know, see the services and the announcements around uh, Adam Baldwin uh, next week. So, thank you, Adam. It's really great. Um, all right. So, for Rod Vag, uh, Rod is going to be plugging uh, his LevelDB stuff. Um, be sure to go check out uh, github.com rvag, that's R-B-A-G-G, uh, node dash level up uh, and uh, that is a, a starting point for all the level uh, DB goodness and uh, he uh, adds uh, TakuDB uh, by Nearform and Dominic Tarr uh, the first true node uh, database at TakuDB.org and uh, Forrest Forrest uh, is going to plug New Relic. New Relic is hiring another uh, senior node hacker. And so go to New Relic's jobs page and or um, send an email to forest at newrelic.com. If you're interested, uh, Forrest has been doing amazing stuff there and some really deep tech uh, around node. So, uh, uh, you know, Go, you know, join him and uh, building out uh, a really great product uh, for New Relic uh, using Node. 
Raquel Rockbot uh, is plugging uh, International Robots Day. She has been a you know my rock in uh, oh, in uh, setting up uh, and making uh, uh, Nobots Day, and uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, uh, come join us in San Francisco. At, at Adobe uh, Saturday, July 27th and hack on some cool stuff. It's uh, going to be f- uh, a fairly open format. We do have uh, a couple uh, keynote events and uh, the man himself, Chris Williams, is going to make uh, a special uh, appearance, maybe a hologram. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, Chris Williams is going to join us and, and talk a bit about um, the the meaning and purpose of uh, a lot of what what's evolving in um, Node and, and JavaScript programming for uh, hardware and robotics. Um, Glenn Block uh, wants to emphasize JingJS, which, which you mentioned in the, the conferences. Uh, also plugging uh, Azure uh, mobile services uh, from the Windows Azure team. Uh, and uh, through that, you can build iOS, Android, Cordova. Then uh, Ken Perkins uh, is going to plug uh, Package Cloud. Uh, Package Cloud is a multi uh, provider provisioning uh, tool uh, for the cloud, and it's backed by uh, Rackspace, Azure, OpenStack, AWS, Joint. Um, all of those are, are, op- are deployment options for uh, Package Cloud, and uh, you know, props for uh, Rackspace to for really uh, pushing that and uh, um, contributing to that and, and making that offense awesome. Uh, Rackspace is offering free or discounted uh, hosting for open source projects, so uh, be sure to, to reach out for them if you're looking for uh, free hosting for conferences or uh, your open source project. Thank you, everybody, for, for coming on. That was a, a huge crowd, and uh, it, uh, it, it went really well, and uh, it was great to get everybody's perspectives. And uh, you know, thanks again to Michael for uh, all the effort in, in making NodeConf so awesome. So please be sure to... to uh, Leave a review in iTunes. It helps make the uh, make Apple's uh, relevance algorithms uh, feel good about us, and it gives uh, everybody a way to to discover Node and and uh, and, and what we're doing in the Node community. Uh, follow Node up on Twitter, and uh, I do have a uh, one more uh, sponsorship slot. Uh, so if your uh, company is interested in, in sponsoring NodeUp, uh, please reach out. You can uh, uh, you know, send a, uh, a message on Twitter to, uh, to Dishaw, to myself, or, or to, to NodeUp, and uh, we'll get you connected. Or, or send an email to NodeUp at gmail.com for, for well, more information. Oh, one, one, quick, 
one quick last plug for me. Um, <laughs> it, uh, anybody who uh, writes a blog post, has some pictures, like has anything they want to say about NodeConf 2013 that attended or just wants to look into this, um, please go to the NodeConf 2013 GitHub page and there's some open issues in there where we're just taking everybody's blog posts and all their photos and everything and trying to collect it all. Um, and, and in addition to that too, if you're thinking about running a conference, especially if you're thinking about doing copters, you should really check out some of our copter redux because we have we, we have a list of everything that we bought and everything that broke and all of the sort of timing and the math for what you would need to get and buy and, and procure. So um, please check, check that out if you're thinking about running something. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Michael. Bye. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.